the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, moving to the uh, 7 o'clock hour. It's Wednesday, and that means that our congressman from the 2nd District will join us, and that is French Hill. He's on the line with us via telephone. Good to have you on, Congressman. Thanks for joining us again on this Wednesday on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave, great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Hey, we've got some great things to talk about here. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, there's big, 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 big stories out there that we'll get to. But I want to talk about two smaller stories, local stories uh, that have kind of uh, uh, broke out since just last night. Uh, the Secretary of State, uh, Pompeo, was on the Lou Dobbs show last night and said that uh, Lou asked him about the 75 Confucius Institutes that were in K-12 uh, and, uh, and colleges in the United States and, uh, you know, how many, you know, were going to remain. And uh, Pompeo said he hoped that they were all gone uh, by the end of this year. Now, uh, you and I have talked about there is one at UCA. Are, are you, uh, do you know anything about what UCA is doing? Are they say, telling the, the Confucius Institute they're done? Well, I have certainly talked to uh, Jeremy Gillum, our former chief of uh, Speaker of the House here in right. Arkansas, who's now the head of government relations for UCA. And uh, I know the board of trustees and executive leadership there have assessed it and uh, made some analysis, but I don't know their final determination on it. Okay, well, I'll give Jeremy a call today, see if maybe he'll come on tomorrow uh, to talk about that. But uh, the Secretary of State was very very, um, you know, straightforward yesterday with Lou Dobbs about this and saying that uh, it, 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 he wants them gone uh, from our country. I think yeah, I think they found that um, simple Chinese enculturation or language skills, uh, Chinese arts and culture have not been a principal focus of the Confucius Institutes across the country. And that they've been tied in to some of the more malevolent activities that you've read about in terms of uh, academic theft and uh, secret research and uh, essentially a listening post across the academic sphere in the U.S. And I believe the uh, Secretary of State has done an excellent job raising that concern and awareness in his speech to the governors during the winter. 
and in his detailed analysis of what's happening actually on campuses. And you've seen that followed up by actual FBI investigations, arrests, <laughs> and arrests around our academics uh, for the Thousand Thieves program is what I call it, not the Thousand Talents program. Right. Yeah. And, and just to finish up this little segment about uh, these uh, institutes, the Secretary of State said the State Department has designated them as foreign missions. Uh, because now they come under a set of restrictions and rules. I think some universities, and frankly, we've had these uh, Confucius Institutes in places other than American colleges. I think that everyone's coming to see the risk associated with them and the recruitment of spies and collaborators inside of those institutes. And I think these institutions can see that, and I'm hopeful we'll get them all closed out before the end of the year. That's good news to me. I'm, I'm sure that's good news to you as well. It is, Dave, because, again, something that has a, uh, a positive spin on it has turned out to have a very negative result for the country, and I appreciate the Secretary of State being so alert to it and uh, warning our college campuses and our governors. All right. You know Jason Tolbert just like I know Jason Tolbert. He's a great guy. He's a good conservative. Uh, he's got the Tolbert report going again. Were you familiar? Are you familiar that he's got that all started up again? I am, yes. All right. Did you see the article that came out Monday? I spent the first half hour of my show talking about it. We've been talking about uh, mail-in ballots. We've been talking about absentee ballots here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And came across, uh, Jason did, uh, the Pulaski County Election Commission had a meeting, and Pulaski County Deputy Clerk Jason Kennedy gave a report on absentee ballots saying they'd had a 300% increase in the people asking. They'd received 9,320 applications, and all of them had been given a rubber stamp of, of approval, uh, but when he was talked to by uh, Commissioner Christy Starr. She said, you know, did you verify them the way you're supposed to, you know, home and all of that, and signature. And he said, not by signature. They hadn't done anything with signatures, and that is by law. you got to do it. Uh, and uh, bottom line, he said something about a grandfather principle and uh, uh, Star said, "What grandfather uh, father principle?" And uh, he couldn't pull it up, and she couldn't find it. Uh, this is concerning, Congressman. David's concerning. Uh, state statute requires that uh, that absentee ballot signature be verified by the clerk's office in each county. There's a specific procedure for that. They have a number of ways to do that. The voter may have voted uh, in the last election, and therefore they can go get the physical voter roll book and compare the signature. Uh, They can uh, look at the uh, uh, driver's license that should be attached. There are lots of ways to do it, and uh, I was very surprised that – of that meeting results. I think Christie, who is one of the election commissioners, is right to be asking these questions. And it appears to me that uh, Terry Hollingsworth is not following the law, which is not uh, good for either political party, because if she doesn't follow the law, then every one of those ballots will be objected to and not counted in the election should they go forward and actually 
be sent an absentee ballot, which starts just in two weeks. So she has an obligation under state law to verify those signatures before she sends any ballot out to the uh, citizen. Well, we all know Pulaski County, uh, it's important to them that uh, they get as many of those absentee ballots counted. I mean, uh, it is the stronghold for the Democratic Party. So uh, I'll keep an eye on it. And uh, anything interesting, I've already got sent a text to Jason about if he found out anything else. I'm going to try to have him on the show tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't like this, the smell that's coming from, the, uh, from over there in Pulaski County. Uh, it doesn't look good. The county building is closed. They're trying to do these meetings by Zoom. Uh, it's uh, It certainly hurts the reputation of Pulaski County if they don't follow the law, and I would certainly encourage that. I agree with you. All right. Ta- let's talk about COVID-19. Very interesting story came out from the CDC. Even the New York Times reported on it, believe it or not, that 90%, perhaps not up to 90% of the people who had COVID-19 were not spreading COVID-19. That is, that's cause for concern. We shut down the whole frickin' economy about this, Congressman. It just shows you another gap in the fact that the word novel was in front of the word coronavirus. Novel meaning new which means that even the experts did not know how to advise President Trump or how to advise our governors on the right thing to do because it was so unknown and there were so many uncertainties associated with it. I've said consistently, if we knew in March what we know today, if we knew in March what we know today, we would have been able to handle this situation so differently and I believe with much less negative impact on the economy uh, and probably a much more successful impact on on tackling the virus. And that's just another fact that we have uh, learned in the recent days. So what do you think? How how should our states be reacting to that news? Or should we be starting to see all states uh, reopening. I mean, I'm not talking about just 25 percent in the restaurants and whatnot. I'm I'm saying that we should we should be seeing restaurants being able to bring more and more people in so that they can start making money and stay in business. Yeah, I think I think the steady reopening is important, and because uh, we don't have full knowledge, I think we still have to be somewhat cautious about it. Uh, of course. It doesn't affect the Speaker of the House, who can go get her hair done anytime she wants to. That's right. Without wearing a mask. So uh, we have uneven rules here. I think that's what's frustrated Americans. And uh, so I think that we need to just adapt as we go. Um, and this is just another piece of evidence that allows us to, to safely reopen uh, <laughs> while following the precautions. And I think we need to do that. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll give you a chance to grab a a glass of water, and we'll come back and finish up our conversation. 17 minutes after 7 on a 
Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday over at Hill Day. We're closer to Friday than Monday, closer to a three-day weekend. That's a good thing for sure. Our, our uh, guest, Congressman French Hill, we got a few more things that uh, we'll want to talk to him about. We can talk about Kenosha. We can talk about the president visiting yesterday. We can talk about the Secretary of State. Take that back. The Department of Justice saying they're opening up an investigation into Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter because they're starting to see the same people showing up at these protests where the uh, uh, let me change that the protests the uh, the riots uh, that uh, where buildings are being burned and and all the things and all the destructions taking place is there a, uh, you know is there a, an effort uh, out there. Uh, across uh, these groups to do this. We'll talk about that with the congressman as well. We continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM. The uh, answer, don't forget about PI Roofing and use PI Roofing to get your roof done. Man, we had have plenty of rain yesterday and today, and I hope you didn't have a leak in your roof uh, and you started seeing, you know, discoloration on your ceiling or on your walls or whatever. Now, if you did... Here's the number to call, 707-3551, 707-3551. That is the direct number. It's the number that even I call when you need help from PI Roofing, the best roofing company around. They will take great care of you. I just had them out a couple of weeks ago, and they uh, found a, a leak that I had, and they they sealed it up. They can do the same for you and uh, call them and have them come out now. They may not be able to do the work on your roof as far as, uh, you know, fixing uh, the overall problem, but they'll stop the water from getting into your house and getting into your house and destroying the interior of your home. Remember that number, 707-3551, or follow them on, uh, you know, the Internet. PIRoofing.com. Back with Congressman French Hill. And, uh, Congressman, uh, before we get back into serious discussion here, let me uh, congratulate you on uh, your communications director, Jeff Naft. He's done just an awesome job since taking over. I got to tell you, things have been seamless with him. Well, I will pass on that good word. He is a hard worker. He's a. Uh great uh, young man, a great addition to our team, and we're proud to have him. You know, it's every Arkansas congressman has have at least one New Yorker working for him. <laughs> Got to have it just because they don't take any crap from anybody. I'm just saying. There you go. So I've noticed. So I've noticed. That's the way it is. All right. So at 23 after 7, let me ask this question of you. Uh, A.G. Barr said they're opening up investigations uh, seriously now into Black Lives Matter and Antifa because they're starting to see these bad actors traveling across the United States. Uh, and uh, in, in inciting these uh, riots, or as the as CNN like to say, uh, like to see fiery, peaceful demonstrations. Uh, <laughs> with, with those, with that in mind, it's about time, and uh, we need to follow the money trail on this, don't we? Well, exactly. When Bill Barr came to Little Rock at the invitation of Senator Tom Cotton, and we had a roundtable with law enforcement, he got that specific question about what had he noticed uh, in the Little Rock uh, rioting and burning down around by the state capitol. 
where the protests had turned into uh, a uh, more of a riot, violent, looting situation. And he said, you know, when you look at the people arrested in Arkansas, they were all local people. I think the number was around 70 people ended up being arrested. None of them were from out of state. And yet they found uh, staged bricks, rocks, Molotov cocktails around the site. Uh, this was Colonel Bryant from the Arkansas State Police reporting this. And this has been a pattern in every city. And that implies organization, money, infiltration. And so what Bill Barr is, is reflecting is they're finding this pattern, and now they're investigating that pattern to see who's behind it, and as you say, to follow the money trail. Well, it worries me, and I, I've been making this point uh, over and over again, that these people are not just protesting. They're trying to topple our government. Exactly. Uh, the Black Lives Matter organization, not the sentiment, and Antifa, both are anti-government, anarchy-based organizations that are reminiscent of some of the most radical groups that were active in the late 1960s and all the violence, looting, and mayhem in our cities then. And they are uh, calling for the overthrow of government. They're, uh, they're making the statement that all of government is bad, all of government is systemically racist, and that the government is a failed system that should be overthrown effectively, changed completely. And that's the origins behind the radical notion of defunding the police. Uh, it's not a sentiment about better police. No, they want to defund the police. They were protesting in Little Rock at, at the city board meeting this week on that point. And yet we have a well-certified, excellent training police department with good leadership trying to make it even better. So uh, that's why I think Bill Barr is on the, on the search for the facts around who's behind some of this most vicious mayhem. Well, my last question for you, what's your, I'll let you talk about this a little bit, and that's the mayor of Washington, D.C. She has gone absolutely nuts about uh, the monuments in Washington, D.C. Can you speak to that just a tad? We have to learn from our history. There's a stone block in front of the National Archives building. The National Archives building is is a real temple to our democracy because it holds the original Declaration of Independence and the original Constitution and Bill of Rights for all Americans to take a look at. Inspirational place. And in front of that building, it says what's past is prologue, is etched in the building. And that's what we have to learn from history. We can't rewrite history. There are fabulous aspects of history. There are disappointments. There are wars. There are decisions that are bad. There are decisions that are horrible. But Lincoln said it best. We are on a long journey to creating a more perfect union. That's correct. And there's no country on the planet that is where freedom is enshrined, liberty is enshrined, and where we, the people, get to improve our country year after year. And we should look back over that 244 years of how we took that precious set of documents and put them in use, put them to work. 
We want to live up to our ideals that we outlined in those documents. And in my view, we are. And we have become a better country over the years, a more open country, a more inclusive country. We've built on the values of that uh, our founders put in place. And now our crazy mayor in the District of Columbia, who's just full on uh, out of control between Black Lives Matter, is now proposing to tear down and change the name of anything that has the name of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin on in the district. This is complete madness, complete madness. Well, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the Congress will have something to say about a lot of that as well. I appreciate you speaking to it uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's uh, get ready to meet again next week uh, after Labor Day. What do you say? Thanks, Dave. Have a great weekend. See you then. All right. Bye-bye now. Yeah, that's Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, uh, we're going to hear from Rush Limbaugh. He is up, coming up here at 7.30. you got about 30 minutes to get to work if you got to be there by 8 o'clock. When we come back, uh, we're going to uh, talk to the Libertarian candidate, uh, and that is Ricky Harrington. He's supposed to call in at 7.35 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So get ready. Rush is all ready to talk to you. We'll hear what he has to say, and then we'll have more for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And then in this uh, 6 o'clock tonight, Duck will be with me. Joe won't be, but we'll talk to Duck about cars at 6 o'clock this evening on the Dave Ellswick Show.